This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Voice of Change Time, and it's me, Lauren Jacobs, on Cape Pulpit, 79 AM. Welcome to today's show. We're going to have such a great time together, and I really, really encourage you right now that if you know any parents that need to learn more about body safety for children or establishing correct boundaries for children or people that are just really interested in this topic or they work with children or they're caregivers or they you know look after other people's children well then tell them right now to tune on in to 79 because we are going to be getting real and talk about empowering children through teaching them about body safety teaching them about consent body boundaries what's okay how some secrets should not be kept and how we can empower our children to be protected and to have ownership of their bodies and to just know that their bodies are temples that can and should be protected and can and should be looked after and so it's going to be a wonderful show because yes this is for parents but it's also for caregivers also for grandparents for you know godparents for teachers for caregivers and it's also for people who maybe just are interested in children and who work with children it's also for people that have non-profits with children so it's for basically everybody today and so I'm going to be joined by the incredible Janine Sanders and now Janine is an experienced early years educator she's also an author a publisher a blogger she's written so many many books and also wonderful resources she writes children's books particularly on body safety on consent gender equality on having respectful relationships and also on being socially and emotionally intelligent and she truly believes that empowering children from an early age makes for empowered teenagers and adults and that is so important she's also a lead author for the children's literacy series called engaged literacy which is published by capstone classroom in this in the united states and she has written over 130 titles for that series 130 titles for that one series and she is a mother of three daughters and has always advocated for empowerment she just has this deep deep understanding and deep deep passion and zeal for you know what teaching our children to be empowered and teaching them about body safety and teaching them about body boundaries and it's so important that we have this conversation again i want to say that this is not just a conversation that families need to be having but it's a conversation that we as adults need to begin to look at and begin to be having with our own children sometimes it makes us a little bit scared or uncomfortable to talk about oh body and oh body safety and private parts for our children and these kind of things but Janine is going to be sharing with us today why it's so important that we do have these conversations with our children and why we need to think about the words that we use when we have these conversations and how powerfully this can and should and will 
impact our children and you know what help them become empowered teenagers and empowered adults so don't go anywhere because it's going to be a great show enjoy some music Janine it's so wonderful to have you with me on the show today I know that we're going to have such a great conversation and also it's going to be so empowering for the listeners so I really just want to welcome in all the parents all the caregivers even the guardians even people who work with children who may be listening to us today welcome to the show but Janine thank you for being here all the way out from Australia thank you so much for having me I'm very very happy to be here now, uh, first, before we get into, we're going to be talking about so many things today that's so important, like consent and body boundaries and how to, you know, really teach this practically to our children, how to empower our children as well in these areas. But what actually got you interested in really talking about this for children and, you know, creating so many, many resources, which we're going to touch on today as well, for children, for parents and caregivers, what actually led you to this point where you were like, okay, I'm going to start to do these books. I'm going to start to work in this area. Well, actually, it happened. Um, I was on my children's school council as a counsellor. I am a teacher, but I wasn't teaching there. I was um, on the parent council. And um, I, I decided that I would really love for my kids to learn body safety, and um, which is covers consent and um sexual abuse prevention education but we call it body safety and um, the school council kept putting me to the bottom of the agenda they didn't want to hear about me they didn't want to talk about it so I went home that night to my husband and I said I'm going to write a book in this space because then somebody will take note of me and at the same time I had been talking to my name and she had told me that she had been sexually abused as a young woman and her father had said to her that he was just teaching her to be a good wife. And also she married an abuser who abused her son and her daughter for as long as they can remember and she never knew until her kids were in their 30s. And she said to me, the most important thing is that we educate kids before they're in that kind of perpetrator's web. Because once they're in the web, it's very complex. Mm. But before that, prevention education is really, really simple and straightforward. So I thought to myself, yes, yes, it's time to empower children. Now, I'm not a survivor myself, but Mm. I think, you know, I can have a very loud voice for Mm. children and to to help empower them and to help parents and teachers also help kids. Mm. That's how I got into it. Wow. That's so incredibly powerful. Thank you. My first book was called Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept and I think it's probably still my favourite. But as I was saying earlier to you before we came on air, um, if I have something to say to children I want to say, then I like to to write that into a children's book. Yeah, mm. I love that as well because as someone who who loves to write, it's like we have these messages that we want to share that's in our hearts, and I do believe it's part of our purpose on here on the earth. You know, some of us have these things in our hearts that we need to say, we need to write, and it's so powerful that you have been able to do that because you have written so many books, so many resources, and I'm sure it's impacted so many different lives and. 
that is so powerful for me to hear today as well. And you were talking now about the word consent. And now I want us to really unpack that a bit. You know, what is consent all about? You know, how how do we teach that to our children? What do children need to understand when it comes to consent? And how does that impact parents-children relationships? When we think of consent, I think we almost think of, you know, you know, when your child is around strangers or teachers, but does it also impact, you know, the family? What is it all about? Well, consent is really about body autonomy and it's, um, it is about empowering children, giving them a voice, making them, uh, you know, encouraging them to know they have rights. So we can start teaching consent, introducing consent as soon as your child is born. Now, I know that sounds a little strange, but it's simply the fact that you, are, you would say to your child something like, oh, look, I'm just about to put your jacket on now because it's cold outside and you really need to have a jacket on. I'm going to put you into the car now and put you into the seat belt and click it up because that'll keep you safe. So even though the child mightn't be able to speak to you you're explaining to them you're talking to them you're giving them agency and you're treating them as a little person a little human who has rights and then moving on from that as they become verbal and start to be able to talk you can talk about the fact that they have a body boundary or we sometimes with children we like to call it a body bubble so that's an invisible space around your body now, just because it's invisible, it doesn't mean it's not there. So it's really important that children understand that they have a body boundary and that the adults and the parents around them understand that they have a body boundary too. Mm-hmm. So that is the beginning of consent. Now, we we can say to children that, you know, I guess if you remember back, you may have been forced to kiss or hug an adult that you yeah. didn't want to. Yeah. I know that I, I had to. Mm. And um, it, it's very, it's kind of dangerous in a way, dare I say, because if you force a child to kiss or hug a relative or a friend or somebody who's arriving because you don't want them to be rude, you're actually sending a very clear message to that child that um, they're, they're, it's not their body, their rights don't matter, and they have to do what the big person says. Now, in a sexual abuse incident, a child doesn't know they have that right, so they always think that they have to do what the big person says. So it actually places them in danger. So being able to give them a voice is very, very important. So that's a kind of the beginning of consent, Lauren, really. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You know, that that is... That is awesome to be hearing this because I know as well, like you shared, that I, you know, our parents do this to us. I have no idea why, especially when we're younger, you got to, you got to kiss, you know, maybe the old person, the older person that comes in or, you know, there's kind of almost these cultural norms in different generations of like, when we come in, we hug, we kiss each other. But for children, exactly like you're saying, it actually places us in a very, very, precarious situation as well and sometimes you will say to your parents and I think that this is important as well I don't feel comfortable around so and so you know and sometimes Mm. as children we 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 say that 
but our parents don't really listen to us. And have you found that that happens as well? Because there's just kind of like for a child, there's just a sense maybe that person hasn't done anything to that child, hasn't been really near that child. But there's kind of an almost an intuition that a child has and says, I don't really like so-and-so or I don't really feel comfortable around so-and-so. And then as parents, we often don't take that seriously. No, we don't. And, that's, you know, that's really not quite fair. And the point is that, you know, Children can have a choice. They can choose how they greet people. And some kids are not overly affectionate. Mm. You know, I have my younger daughter. um, She isn't really affectionate, but she shows me love in so many other ways. So I have learned, and it's been tough, that she doesn't always want a hug. Like, it's not a given. I have to say, um, can I have a hug? And I know that's really hard for some parents to hear, but you do actually have to ask for consent. Now, some kids and some parents just love hugs and kisses all the time, and that's fine. And I I say to them, you know, develop a social story where this person and this person, you know, it's they can have a kiss or a hug whenever. But, you know, don't always assume that children do want kisses and hugs. And it's really, really hard with older um like grandparents as well because you know they you really don't want your child not to be affectionate towards a grandmother or grandfather but again it's it's not about their feelings it's not about their rights it's about the child's rights and if they don't want to give them a hug they can give them a high five or bump elbows or blow them a kiss but I would I'm not a grandmother but I would much prefer that I was given a hug gladly or a kiss gladly and when I asked mm. then being that child being forced to give me a hug it, you know I would rather say can I have a hug and it's like yes of course well that enthusiastic yes would be so much more rewarding for me were I a grandmother <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I, I've heard so many adults during this time, you know, of COVID, you know, during the last 18 months, we've had to social distance, you know, where you are, it's now a social norm to not hug each other, especially not in public, or not, you know, people you don't live with, you know, don't meet up with your friends in, in public and hug or even in their houses and hug, you know, it's kind of like social distancing is the big thing. And especially here in South Africa, wherever we stand, we have to stand 1.5 meters apart. And I've heard adults actually say, this is actually really nice because I don't want to be expected to hug people. And I don't want to always, you know, go there. And even when I go to church, everyone's hugging me and I don't feel comfortable, but I don't know what to say. And again, this comes down to the fact that even as adults, we probably haven't learned when we were children that we can have these boundaries. So then when we become adults, we don't have those body boundaries in place because it probably wasn't taught to us and maybe we weren't even allowed to have that when we were children. You know, we were expected just to hug everybody and be there. But again, just like you said, some of us aren't affectionate and some of us don't want to always be hugging. And even as adults, then we should actually be asking consent even more so. And so, in fact, if we teach body boundaries and we teach body safety, consent to our children and as children when we are younger, isn't this going to benefit us so much even as we get older and as we become adults? Absolutely. And particularly for teenagers, an empowered child who has a voice who knows their rights and who makes choices around their body is an empowered teenager 
and as an empowered adult. And don't you want your teenagers to be empowered? Absolutely. With sexual assault on the rise and kids seeing so much pornography so early in, in life, you know, particularly our young women, they need to be able to know to say no and have and, uh, their rights. And our young men need to know what consent is. You know, consent is in, in a sexual connotation, which is not what we're talking about with young children, but as they get older and become sexually active, in their teens you know it's consent is uh, for sexual activity is only an enthusiastic yes there are no shades of gray you know a silence is not a yes and mm, i'm not sure is not a yes it's only enthusiastic yes so what i'm saying is if we put these foundations like like the foundations of a house, down when the children are young, then they will be so much more empowered as they get older, when things get tougher and become more into a, a sexual um, situation. So, yeah, it's really important. Mm. So you touched on now as well, you know, boys and girls and different and obviously different for kids and different for teenagers. But when we teach body boundaries is it different for boys and girls, you know, even when they're very young? What kind of things should we teach girls specifically and what kind of things should we teach boys specifically? Well, that's an interesting question. I've never had that asked to me before because I am, a, I love, uh, I'm a big one on quality. Look, I don't think there's any difference actually. Mm. Um up until probably we start to introduce sex ed around about nine or ten, probably around that age but I don't think there is any different it's about you know you have your own boundary you have the right to say no but also the other person needs to understand when someone says no that they have to respect that whether they're a boy or a girl they you know coming the other way it has to be about just respecting that consent now I wrote a book some time ago um called uh, Let's Talk About Body Boundaries, Respect and Consent. And I wrote that book because I had a little grade uh, class of children who were about um, nine, I guess they were. And the girls in the class did say, oh, we don't want to go to school camp because the boys are going to look under the toilet doors at us and they're going to pick on us and poke at us and we we really, really don't want to go to school camp. And I thought, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to say to those boys in particular you can't just do that. You can't just come inside a girl's body boundary. You can't just move her out of the line or push her away from the slide. And so that book was written, but it is done in a in a way that is for both girls and boys. So because they need to learn respect um, for other people's boundaries and uh, as well as their own own boundaries. Mm. Yeah. That is so interesting. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes such sense. And, and I, I agree. And that was part of why I wanted to ask the question. I think, you know, some of us have these memories as well. You know, when you were a teenager, I, what those girls were saying to you is kind of exactly how, how I saw it in my mind, especially when you're young and you, you know, I remember boys pushing girls, you know, just push out the, out the line while you're standing there to buy your lunch, you know, at school. And it was, I always found it so weird because some of the boys, they just, it, it just made sense for them to be like that. You know, they didn't see anything wrong well, with pushing you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, Sorry, Lauren, I interrupted you, but that is the patriarchy, you know, le- boys yeah. 
and why we must also look at gender equality because you know violence against women is about one gender believing that they have power over another and we don't want that done in with our children we don't one gen want one gender to think they have power over another and go th through into adulthood mm -hmm. so yes definitely we need to to point to both boys and girls that violence is never the answer and pushing and shoving is not the answer and to respect mm. other people's boundaries. Mm. Mm. Exactly. It's so true what you're talking about, the patriarchy, and that's such a big, big topic that probably comes and touches on so many of these things that, you know, you talk about. And I love that you're passionate as well about gender equality, which is also a big thing, and we have to talk about it. And it, it is so true when you go through school, you see how the patriarchy just really rears its head. And at such a young age, you know, you could be nine or ten and having these experiences and boys pushing you or just asserting themselves. And one of the things that, you know, I want to touch on when we get back is this very, very thing. Sometimes how we teach girls, boys are going to treat them. Boys are going to treat mm -hmm. their body because, you know, they like you or whatever. And I think that that's something we're going to touch on. But we're going to take a really, really quick music break. We don't want you to go anywhere because Janine is still going to be with me after this. So don't get anywhere. We're going to get more into concern and body safety. You're with me here, Lauren Jacobs on Voice of Change today, and I'm joined by Janine Sanders, and we are talking about, you know what, consent, we're talking about body boundaries, but particularly for children. And Janine has written so many incredible books, has been a teacher, has been in publishing, has so many wonderful resources, which we're going to tell you all about towards the end of the show. But Janine, I really wanted to, you know, get back to what I was thinking about before we went to the music break. And that was, you know, sometimes adults tell little girls, particularly little children, that, oh, that boy, you know, treats you a certain way because he likes you. And we have heard that mm -hmm. so many times. How damaging is this for children to be hearing that kind of thing? incredibly damaging because there are so many other ways that a little boy can say he likes a little girl and vice versa there is oh you were really good at sport today um you you were so kind in um helping that other person there is so many ways that aren't violent like it's not okay it's not okay for little boys to to sh to hurt girls because then girls think, okay, they can hurt me and they can hurt me when I'm a teenager and it's not okay. There's lots of lovely ways that um, boys and girls can show that they do like each other through kindness and compassion and empathy. So, Janine, I'm also wondering now if there's a parent listening or maybe a caregiver, a guardian, maybe even a grandparent listening or someone that works with children, and they're listening and they're thinking, okay, I love this idea of body boundaries. No one's ever told me this before. No one's ever, you know, told me I need to speak to my child, my grandchild, my niece, whomever it may be about body safety and consent. What are the practical realities? How does a parent begin to speak to a child about body boundaries, empower them in this area, maybe in their day-to-day -day life, and how do they just bring this into being part of how they are actually parenting those children, you know, their children, or maybe looking after other people's children? What are the practical steps? Okay, so well, I see body boundaries and consent as part of body safety. So with body safety, um, well, well, first of all, 
and I think you're going to refer to this later, I do have a free poster mm. called My Five Body Safety Rules, which can be downloaded. Now, I will go through those rules in a moment, but even that set of rules printed out and replaced uh, a refrigerator or some prominent position sends a very clear message to people who come into your home that your child is educated in body safety and they're educated to tell if any inappropriate touching happens. Now, we know that between 80 and 90% of kids know their perpetrator. Mm. So they are in our homes and they are in our communities. Um, and so, you know, teaching body safety is really a fantastic way of empowering children. So it's age appropriate. It's nothing to do with sexual abuse. I mean, when we teach road safety, we don't show graphic images. When, um, when we teach water safety, we don't talk about drowning. So it's the same with body safety. It's all age appropriate and nothing is graphic. So first of all, we start off with talking ki to kids about feelings, you know, and we go into um, feeling safe, what that means, and feeling unsafe, because often young children can't really verbalise what it means to feel unsafe. And then we go into talking about when we feel unsafe, we get our early warning signs and we all get those. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they say butterflies in your tummy and a headache or you feel sweaty, you have sweaty palms. So there are a number of early warning signs that we go into with children and, and being able to recognise those. And then we talk about um, a safety network. So if you have any of your early warning signs you can go to your safety network now these are three to five adults that you could tell anything to and they would believe you mm. um, so often we outline our hands and we write my safety network inside the hands and on each digit of, of the each finger or and the thumb we write the three to five adults that um, we could go to if we and this always must be the child's choice and one adult should not be a family member mm. yes so and some kids don't always have three to five adults so you can often put a helpline for we have a kids helpline here in Australia or the police I'm not sure whether that's mm. in the case in South Africa but we certainly have a kids' helpline here as well. So then we go into that. And, um, you know, this is all over time and in various conversations, um, but I'm giving you the very short version at the moment. Yeah. We talk about uh, private parts are private. So we name the private parts by the correct names. And we say they're the parts of our body that are under our bathing suit or underwear, and it's really, really important to use the correct terminology for the private parts. And I'll tell you why. Because um, if you're touched inappropriately, uh, they need to tell you exactly where they have been touched, and it won't hold up in a court of law if they call it, you know, a PP or a cookie or some yeah. other strange yeah. term. The other reason is that a child could disclose, which takes an enormous amount of courage, to say, for example, they disclose to their teacher and say, you know, Uncle Tim, he touched my cookie, then that means nothing to the teacher um, and it would be dismissed and maybe that child might never disclose again. And um, the other reason is that if a child is touched inappropriately and that child says to the perpetrator, 
oh, you can't touch my penis or vagina, then it sends a very clear message to that perpetrator that this child knows the correct terminology for the private parts and they are probably very highly likely educated to tell. Yeah. So that child will not be on their radar. Hmm. Now, um, the next thing is the difference between secrets and surprises. So secrets are the currency of a perpetrator. If they, if the child does not keep the secret, then, you know, they're going to be found out. They're going to be, it's going to be reported or the child's going to tell someone. So they very much use secrets for children. Like they might start out, it's not a sexual secret. It might be just, oh, I'm going to give you some sweets. Please don't tell your mum. It's our little secret. And they're testing out to see whether that child can keep that secret. Mm. And... Um, so what we we use is surprises. So we don't use secrets. You could say we don't use secrets in our home. We only use surprises because they they will be told. So happy surprises will always be told, but secrets can sometimes never be told and can be make us feel uncomfortable and unsafe. And so let's talk about private places and, pri and public places. So private places are where you can touch your own genitals if you want to in the bathroom or the bedroom. It's a private place. It's only for you. And public places like public body parts are seen by the, you know, all sh a space will be shared and you can see those, um, those public parts of your body. Mm. And, yes, I think I've covered just about everything. <laughs> 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 wow that's that's you know, it's not scary at all it's empowering yeah it's um and it's a bit like a seatbelt. you know you put a seatbelt on yourself or your child and you hope that it never has to be used well it is exactly the same with body safety education you put that seatbelt on um, you teach your child those skills and you just hope that they never have to use it oh and there is one other thing you can practice child it's standing in like that super super person superman superwoman uh, stance and they can say um put their hand out and say no this is my body what i say goes now we know that if a child is touching appropriately if if an adult is touched inappropriately there will often be a freeze response yeah. we understand that but there is no harm in practicing that superhuman pose and putting your hand out and saying, stop, no, this is my body. Mm. But if they do freeze and it does, that does happen, then the default is always to go to someone on their safety network and tell them straight away, to get away as soon as possible, tell the person on their safety network. If they can't find one person, find another one until, until they are believed. Mm. Wow, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for that, Janine, because th these are incredibly informative realities that we can almost begin to apply immediately if we have children. And like you said, it's not scary at all. Some people get quite fearful or shy or bashful when they have to talk about certain things, you know, but it's we have to kind of then make ourselves a little bit uncomfortable then, you know, to ensure that we can teach these things correctly to our children. And, you know, we, we can do it for them. We can, I know, you know, we grow up sometimes and our parents don't talk to us about, you know, sex and they don't talk about money. So then when we become adults, we don't want to talk about money to anybody and we don't want to talk about sex to anybody or, you know, use terminology that makes us feel uncomfortable. And I remember 
when I was studying, I did an HIV AIDS counseling course and the lecturer always told us, you have to learn to be able to say the words correctly because you're counseling people at a hospital mm. that are coming for HIV AIDS testing. So you have to be able to yeah. say the names. And, and even though we were all, you know, university students, we were kind of like in our early 20s, when we had to say certain names of certain things, we would begin to laugh. And, and I always found mm. it so interesting, you know, because even as, as adults, we were like laughing at being able to say the correct names of things. Yeah. And so we have to just kind of get comfortable with doing that as well. And like you said, again, it's not scary. You know, it's, it's actually so empowering. And we are then also building into our children's self-worth by doing this, which is going to be so empowering for them later on when they become teens and adults. Well, the modeling is also very important, Lauren. For example, like, you know, you said that when you're a student, you've got a bit giggly about it. So the, if you're a parent and, and, it you know practice saying the correct mm. private part names and then once you start saying them with your children like they'll take their lead from you so if you're modeling that it seems a, a shameful word then that's what yeah. they'll think but if you're modeling it just as if it's a normal part of the, your vocab then they'll they'll feel the same mm. and also i'd like to say as far as body safety goes we should never let our adult fear of this topic get in the way because if we do we're actually putting our kids at risk so yeah. put your fears aside you know this is about the children and um this is about keeping them safe so it's really really important and so many survivors who have reached out to me have said if only i had known from that very very first inappropriate touch to go and tell someone straight away how different would my life would be how very different and also by teaching body safety to your child, often they will disclose to another child. So your child will know what to do to go and tell someone on their safety network that what their friend has said. So, yeah, it's it's just so important. Mm. Mm. Well, amen to that. And Janine, I want to say it's been so wonderful to to really just be learning from you today and to be informed in this powerful way. And Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with us. But thank you also for what you are doing, you know, the incredible work that you're doing every single day. And I just wanted to ask you, you spoke about the poster as well earlier on, but I know that you have so many resources available for people. So how do they connect? Do you have a website? Where can they go browse the books that you have and just connect with all the beautiful resources that is available for them? Uh, okay, great, because I do provide quite a lot of free resources because I know not everyone can afford books and yeah. um, also if, if you can get the books into your library, that's really great. You can take them out as well because books are the perfect vehicle to unpack these kinds of um, topics with children and I always provide discussion questions to help parents with the scaffolding of, of the learning. But um, our website for the posters, etc., uh, is www.e2epublishing.info and that is um, a two, the numeral two, so I'll just repeat it, www.e2, the numeral two, epublishing.info and you're very welcome to, to browse around and download some resources, absolutely. 
Awesome. I mm-hmm. hope that you as the listeners got that down as well as it's so awesome to connect with Janine and see what she's doing as well on social media. That's how we connected and even on Instagram because I know Janine, you post so many cool things over on Instagram <laughs> and so many things. It's so informative. It's so incredible just browsing there and that's Janine Sanders author go on over and find her on instagram as well and connect on social media and janine again thank you so much for this incredible conversation today for sharing with our listeners for the parents that have been listening on behalf of them as well thank you and yes just i pray that you will just continue to be super super blessed as you do this incredible work and i know that your family as well everything that they are doing and i know your older daughter's writing and helping as well and doing such incredible work so thank you so much janine and and yes, thanks for being here. I really encourage you to get on over to that website, www.e2, that's the number two, e2epublishing.info. There are so many free resources on that website and there are so many things that you can download, laminate, put up in your classroom, put up in your home classroom even, put up at home. Or, you know, just put it up and maybe think about it, learn about it for yourself, and then begin to model it, begin to speak about it, begin to empower your child through, you know what, proper information, proper you know, life tools that we want to give our children. And the thing about this is that when we as parents pick up this kind of mandate to teach our children the correct way of life and empower them with body safety, body boundaries, it will begin a ripple effect for other people because when you get excited about this i know i don't even have children but reading through so many of these resources and reading janine's books have really helped me understand why these kind of conversations are so so important to have with our children even though i don't have my own children i have friends and family members who do have children and i was a child once just like you were too And if we were empowered with this kind of knowledge, with this kind of reality about consent and our own bodies, you know, I believe that we would have been protected in many different situations. And we also would have had ownership over ourselves to know that people can't treat you like that. And even in relationships, you know, people don't have the right to treat you a certain way in relationships. And so if we can begin to do this now, you know, and see the impact and the power of it, then we as adults will begin to maybe tell each other, hey, you know what? I'm using this poster to teach my child about body safety. And this is how it's working. This is what my little boy or little girl now understands. And I feel that I don't need to have fear anymore. You know, I don't need to have fear about them coming home and telling me that they're going to be harmed. I'm empowering them and giving them more tools so that they won't be in those situations that I do not need to have those kind of secret fears that I have that something bad may happen to my child. Because I know a lot of parents who, even though they are saved, they are believers, they still have a little bit of fear. They still worry, my kid's in a question. Maybe there's going to be strangers there or my child goes to school. What happens? So let's teach our children from a young age that, you know what, body safety and body boundaries is a reality. Let's teach them what that looks like. And Janine gave us some practical steps on how to just really start, you know, start by talking about those feelings, you know, start by asking your child, maybe is there anyone in your life that you feel uncomfortable around? And, and we have to get uncomfortable with the fact that it might be one of our closest friends. It may be one of our close, you know, family members that no, they're not harming your child in any way, but your child just doesn't feel safe around them or doesn't feel comfortable around them. 
And so listen to your child, believe your child, and also begin to teach them. And then speak to other parents about it. You know, have that ripple effect. Say, this is, this is what I'm teaching. This is what I'm seeing, the benefits of this. Hey, why don't you consider doing it? And so you know what? It, it is so important. And I feel so passionate about this topic as well. Even though I know that I'm learning a lot about this and learning a lot even from the conversation today, this is so important. And let's empower our children so that they can be wonderfully strong adults who really, really can be empowered to protect themselves. They're not looking to others for protection, but they can know that, you know what, I do have the power within myself to look after myself and say no to the things that I don't agree with and that's wrong and that I don't want close to me. And so I hope that you've had a great time with me on Voice of Change today. It is, you know what, a wonderful day. And I pray that you'll be super, super blessed. And I'll see you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.